every time you're in the gym alone and you're practicing a new move, it should be something that one day you should use in a game. But how do we go from practicing a new move against a chair or a cone in a gym when there's nobody else there to using this move effectively against defenders in a real officiated game? In this episode of the Apex Basketball Podcast, we're going to talk about a three-phase method that will help you learn, improve, and master new basketball moves that you can take from just practicing in the gym by yourself to being able to perform them at a high level in a real basketball game. Welcome back to the Apex Basketball Podcast. You can check out our website at apexbasketballtraining.com where we offer drills, workouts, tips, blog articles, interviews, and a whole lot more to help athletes uh, improve their overall basketball game. So in this episode, as I said, we're going to talk about a method that's broken down into three different phases that you can use to improve basically any basketball move or anything you'd ever do on the court and how you can improve it from just doing it in the gym by yourself to using it effectively in games against defenders. So let's first talk about why this method is needed and why it's effective. You can't just go to a gym by yourself and practice all these moves against a cone, like say you do like a between the legs, behind the back, step back, jump shot against you know a chair or a cone in, in a gym by yourself, and then expect that you can just practice that enough times, even if you practice it a ton and get like a ton of repetition in there. You can't expect to just do that against a cone and then all of a sudden do it in a real officiated basketball game against a defender when you have other teammates on the floor who are going to be upset if you if you try a move they've never seen you perform before or that you've never done before and expect you to make it or expect you to do it successfully. But if practicing the move and getting a ton of repetitions by yourself isn't enough preparation for a game, and obviously you can't just never practice a move and start trying it in games, what's the solution? Well, the gap between practicing against nobody or a cone and trying to move out in a real game is too large. It's too big of a leap, and the level of difficulty gets way higher. And that's not a very effective way to train it. But yet you still need the repetitions to uh, develop a certain comfortability of the move, to get the footwork right, to practice the skills, to get the, to get the foundational skills right. So you still have to put in the work by yourself against the cone, against the chair, in a gym by yourself, against nobody, against air. You have to put in the work. You have to do the repetitions, whether it's you know step-back jump shots or double crossovers against the lane. You have to practice them enough where you develop the skills, the footwork, where you can do it at a game speed, where you don't have to take your time and do it, where you can do it quicker. you got to make yourself do it quicker and quicker, develop uh, better control of the move. And then once you do that, or while you're doing that, you also have to start practicing against defenders, but before you're playing in a real 5-on-5 game. 
we talked about this in a, a blog post before on the importance of playing one-on-one and how it's a great bridge in between playing in a real game or playing by yourself or playing against uh, def- uh, no defenders and a cone in the chair or playing in a real game. That playing one-on-one is a great bridge because you don't have to worry about your teammates getting mad at you for taking bad shots. You don't uh, have limited shot like shots or limited time like in real games. You get limited repetitions because it's a game. You have teammates. You don't have to worry about the consequences of messing up except for winning that one-on-one game. And you get to play against a real opponent. So the best way to develop a certain skill and to really improve it, you have to start getting the repetitions in and practicing by yourself. Then as you get more comfortable with them and as you increase your speed of the drills or the moves, then you need to start playing one-on-one and you have to practice your moves. You practice by yourself. You have to make an effort to practice those moves in one-on-one. Like, yes, you want to still win a one-on-one game, but if you're playing against someone who's a lot shorter than you and you start posting them up to win the game, but you're still a shooting guard who would never post up in a real 5-on-5 game, that's not going to make you much better. That's not really beneficial to improving your game. So you want to practice the same moves that you practice by yourself against defenders in one-on-one. You want to practice real game situation moments. You can't dribble for 30 times and hold the ball and try to move three or four times and then a different move until you get by the defender, until he gets tired. It's one-on-one, but you got to make it as game-like as possible to really improve on the moves that you practice by yourself and prepare you to use them in games. And obviously, phase three is using the moves that you've been practicing and developing the skills for in a real officiated basketball game. Now, if you're a player who doesn't get a ton of playing time and you go in there and you try to make this spectacular move that's extremely difficult and your coach hasn't seen you ever do before in a game and it doesn't work out, then that's that's a difficult position you're in because you can you can hurt your chances of getting playing time in your coach's eyes if you're doing something that he doesn't think you're capable of doing. You're trying something where you're out of control. So you have to be careful when you when you try these moves in real games. That's why, you know, you get you don't get many repetitions in real games and Circumstances can be different and how the defense is playing you. There's help defenders when to use certain moves. You're not going to get the same repetitions in a real game as you will in phase one and phase two. But yet, you've practiced these moves a ton, you know, probably hundreds of times before you even tried in the game. You've practiced them in phase one, you've practiced them in phase two, you've increased the difficulty, you've got a ton of repetitions. And the whole point of practicing is to get better. So if you're not going to use these moves ever in the game, then there's no point. So even though you got to be aware of the game situation and what's going on and your teammates and the opponents in a real game, you still have to try new moves you haven't tried before in a game or else you're never going to use them. There has to be a first time you try a new move. There has to be a scenario where it's appropriate to use it for the first time. And then whether you make it or miss it, when you try it again, at least your teammates, your coaches, they know it's it's a move that's in your arsenal. It's one of your go-to moves, maybe. The only way to really improve and add new moves to your game is to try something you've never tried before. Until you've tried it, it's not part of your game. It's not something you're capable of doing. But the first time you try a new move, even if it's not successful, 
it's immediately a new part of your game. And that's the point here. That's how you get better. You know, you can't get better without developing new skills and new moves and finding new ways to score or create for your teammates. So even if you're not successful the first time, you should at least be at least comfortable where it looks natural. You don't look like you're out of control because of all the repetitions you've had practicing in phase one and phase two. And because you're used to defenders in phase two going up against you, trying to stop you, help defense, all that stuff, you should feel comfortable and you shouldn't look like you're doing something you've never tried before. You should look like you've tried it in the game before, even if you haven't, because of all the practice you have with this move. So that's the breakdown of the three-phase method. So phase one, getting as many repetitions as possible, practicing a move without any defenders, and just developing a certain comfortability with the move and getting all the footwork and control of the move. Phase two, increasing the difficulty a little bit, performing moves against defenders, starting with one-on-one, and then eventually going into full-court pickup games, and still getting a ton of repetitions, practice it as much as you can. You'll get more repetitions doing it one-on-one than you will full-court, but the level of difficulty will be greater in a full-court pickup game and it'll more replicate a real game, a real officiated game situation. And then eventually phase three, performing the move after hopefully you haven't maybe mastered it yet, but you've really developed the ability to the to but you've really developed the ability to perform the move in a real game and that it might be successful in a real officiated game. Now the last thing I want to say here in this episode is that you can't be afraid when training. You can't be afraid to be great. If there's something you don't think you could ever see yourself doing in a game, but it looks like it could still be an effective move, but it's just too advanced for you, then that's a problem. You, should, you shouldn't immediately go to the most difficult and the uh, hardest moves and the most advanced moves to use in the game. You should build your way up there. You, know, you shouldn't just jump from a crossover to practicing a double between the legs, turn around, step back, jump shot. But you should build your way up there each time learning more and more advanced moves. And you don't need to master every single move, but you need to have your go-to moves, your counters, your moves to create space, to get off a jump shot, your moves to get by defenders and create plays for your teammates. But you can't be afraid to practice a move and train it and use it in the game or you're never going to be better. You have to start somewhere. You're not going to be successful maybe your first time or maybe you get lucky and you will. But if you try it enough, you get enough repetitions, you practice it, you use it in games, you develop a certain control and you get to a game speed situation on trying to move, then you will be successful. And that's how players can really take their game to the next level. You have to do something that you're not, you have to be able to do something. You have to be able to do something that you can't currently do to take your game to the next level. And that's why the three phase method is so effective. It's the easiest way to develop a certain comfortability with learning a new move all the way into getting the repetitions and trying it on defenders, increasing comfortability and being able to perform it in games. So that's it for this episode of the Apex Basketball Podcast. Again, check out our website at apexbasketballtraining.com where we have training, workout programs, basketball drills, strength and nutrition plans, vertical jump training, pretty much anything you need to improve your basketball game. It's on the website. So go check it out if you're really serious about taking it to the next level. 
and I'll talk to you in the next podcast.